how we can ensure uh, inclusive culture around combative ideas. So now we have FEM technique and MBM. And let's be honest, sometimes MBM is not really have a focus about uh, exploration. So how this is this competition between different techniques, approaches uh, in the field? How we can be more intellectually inclusive around competitive approaches? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think that as researchers, you have to keep your mind open no matter what. I feel like that's the bottom line for research and the sciences. And it's an, it's an open-mindedness and a natural curiosity. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I never feel like I know enough to say, oh, some method is not worth it. And I can't imagine getting to a point where I'd want to totally um, just throw out one entire area. You know, it's tempting, you know, when you're talking about, oh, the um, how MPM is so great to simultaneously kind of talk down FEM. But in truth, I feel like uh, to solve the problems you want to solve, you got to look everywhere you can and to... Um, I don't know, to shut out any one direction or any one perspective is never going to build mm -hmm. you up. So I feel like, I feel very strongly about inclusivity on perspectives, on techniques. Um, I feel like science, I think everyone's perspective has a place in science. And I think uh, more than anything, I just want to see progress, you know. I like, I don't like to feel like science is competitive or it's um, kind of cutthroat. Mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of kind of atmosphere of competition and publish or perish etc um but i really love um collaboration and i love interdisciplinary collaboration i think that's interesting but um, i'm curious also to ask you about publish or perish as well because i feel for your work you have the passion and that's so clear in your work but if, yeah. if we speak about publish and perish how do you see is this like st you struggle with that or how you, ca you can overcome this pressure to publish. Absolutely. Um, you know, I'm still a PhD student, so my perspective is going to be very much through that lens. Um, but yeah, there's absolutely um, kind of an atmosphere of, you know, you've got to publish X number in X number of papers in X journal or, you know, a journal of this uh, ranking, etc. Um, yeah, I don't feel like it does any good. <laughs> I feel like, you know, researchers for the most part, in my experience, are passionate enough to be driven to do these um, works as like a labor of love, you know, mm -hmm. it's a curiosity. And that's, that's really what I'm driven by in like, in, for example, in the project I'm working on right now, I am, um, you know, I, I feel very confident that I could probably graduate even if it didn't work out. But I still I'm just, I just feel so much pressure internally to do it because I just love it. You know, I want to, this is like an exciting opportunity for me to just um, do something exciting to me and uh, share it with the world and contribute to furthering our understanding of some area of science, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think publisher, I think it's so, it's an unfortunate byproduct of academia. Um, I think that you're right about the incentive, how, how you define the incentive. Is it incentive about being passionate and you have to feel the pressure you want to know more and dig deeper? And that's internal incentive, to be incentive, the incentive from you, your side. But it's scary when you're really passionate. That's a very complex topic and takes time. And you have yeah. to come up with solution. 
and and yeah. that's that's uh, scary. And I don't know if you maybe in, in the future do you have any solution for that? Do you imagine how you can make the project driven from the out of passion, not out of yeah. the I really think it comes down to finding something you're excited about, finding a question you're passionate about, because then no matter how hard it is, you know, you can be driven by the excitement that you're going to have something on the other end of it. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I think there's a really kind of stressful trade-off between the pressure of yearly um, deadlines and kind of crunch periods that people go through to meet them. Um, and it's kind of, it's really unfortunate to me because scientific progress, you know, I mean, everyone in science knows that this stuff doesn't happen overnight. And, yeah. you know, to really bang your head against a problem that can take, God, it can take two weeks to just solve one bug, you know, it can be anything. And to, I think it's so unfortunate that we're so beholden to deadlines and, you know, I don't really have a necessarily a great, um, solution to that problem but and, and do you think ego is important for the researcher uh ego, yeah i mean i think it's important for researchers to be humble i i personally i just can't i don't really vibe well with people who come off as really haughty or um yeah. act like they know everything i don't know just because science is like we're all in the same boat of trying to learn these things and further our understanding of things and the natural curiosity I have just makes me feel like I don't know anything, you know? I would just want to learn as much as I can, and I don't feel like I'm ever going to feel like I'm at a point where I'm done learning. And yeah. I think that that, I think that treating learning as a lifetime um, thing is really special for, and that's, I think that's something that makes a good researcher, is a natural passion for, um, yeah. and just curiosity, you know?